Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by our Thursday host, Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse. You can find him at Tyler, A-K-I underscore. He is giving you all those good deeds when it comes to Syracuse. But more importantly, he gives you great insight every single day. I want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now and tell them Locked On sent you. So we're here today to give you guys a preview and look into week two's games, respective games that Tyler covers, and we are going to get you ready for the weekend, and he's going to provide the best weekend of the game prediction. Tyler, thank you so much for joining the show and appreciate having you here. I'm loving this YouTube setup here. Nice little <laughs> twist to the show. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Subscribe to Locked On ACC on YouTube as well. A hundred percent. We have to both figure out to get some artwork in our backgrounds and maybe. I know. You know. <laughs> we, I almost feel like I'm looking in the mirror right now, given the backgrounds, because we've got like the same wall color, the, the white door in the background right yeah, now. Right. So we're on the same page here, I think. And got the AirPods in. We're just, we're yep. just vibing. We're vibing. <laughs> Spider-Man totally meme right, real quick. <laughs> there we go. I hope you have had a great weekend. How was the weekend, week one, for you, respectively? I mean, Syracuse, shout out to them beating Ohio. But just college football in general, how'd you feel? I mean, is Syracuse going to have to carry the conference this year after Hello. after week one? It's uh, <laughs> It might be a, a Syracuse, NC State, uh, Virginia Tech. Con- no, obviously not. But um I mean, it's so great to have football back. Getting to see, first of all, the pageantry of college football all back. A lot of these stadiums, I know, not an ACC school, but seeing a stadium like Camp Randall in Wisconsin and the jump around, that was awesome. All that stuff is back, and it's so good to see. But, I mean, football's back. You got the NFL starting up tonight, which is really cool, too. So uh, (laughs) this is awesome. I'm just happy football's back. No doubt about it. I think the fans and the energy was so infectious. Talk about those people down at Lane Stadium. They certainly brought the team up. You probably saw Virginia Tech dominate, but I think it was a close game because they had their fans' energy and a lot to say and speak to what that kind of changes, like momentum, whether you just get excited for, you want to play in front of. All those guys, I think, feed into that. So it really spoke to that overall. But we're now into week two. We no longer want to think about week one. Let's put it in the past, right? So we have all these games coming up. Some more than others want to put it in the past. (laughs) Absolutely want to just let it go. So Atlantic Division, we know we have some big hitters, heavy hitters coming out the frame. They are ready to start their week two with another, you know, infectious win potentially. So I want to get into your teams that you cover in our shows on Thursday. NC State started out the started out week one hot, beat USF, and now are going into week two playing Mississippi State. And they're playing at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. It's going to be a great game because I think this is the first time we'll see if, okay, NC State didn't make the top 25 for AP polls, but if they beat an SEC team, if they beat a Mississippi State handedly at that, I think you start having a different conversation. These are those respect games that you're looking for this yeah. season. And to get it this early in the season for a team like NC State, I think is a really good challenge. You're going to have to see a little bit more from Devin Leary. I know, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying he played poorly against USF. It's tough to, to knock a quarterback in a 45 nothing win. But yeah. the game flow obviously isn't going to set a lot of things up for a quarterback in a 45 nothing win, especially late. He finishes with 232 yards in that game. The run game was fantastic against yeah. USF. 
they're going to need to do that again against Mississippi State, which should be a, a, a step up in competition. But with Mike Leach teams, I mean, things can turn into shootouts, right? Yeah. With, with Mississippi State, I mean, this is a team that is literally capable of throwing for 600 yards in a game if the, the game flow dictates it. So right, right. the passing defense is going to have to come to play, and I think if you can counter that with a good rushing attack, you could be in a nice little spot against Mississippi State. And listen, I had a little flashback. You know, UNC once upon a time had two really good running backs, Javante Williams and Michael Carter. And I was like, are they going to be Bam Knight and Ricky Persons this season? Is that yeah. going to be the new tandem for the ACC that everyone talks about? It very much could happen. Both showed up. I think everyone, all the playmakers for NC State did their part. Of course, Devin Leary could perform yeah. better. But I think everyone played their role, especially defensively. Now you see these are the games that people have you on the fence. You've got to win to get into that respect conversation. But if they do take care of business, I think you have, if you're a Clemson fan, if you're a Florida State fan, you have to be on notice about NC State for sure. All right. So we have NC State in the bucket. Now let's talk about Clemson, who had a rough start, <laughs> but they are playing South Carolina State. Shouldn't be a hard game at all. It's a nice bounce back. They're going to dominate them. But what mm -hmm. are the key takeaways that you want to see out of this game from them? Well, I think the defense was fantastic in that opener against Georgia. Yeah. It's going to be getting that offense on the same page. There's so many moving parts out there, so much change. And everyone talked about the loss of Trevor Lawrence for this team. I'm wondering if we're not giving enough credit to the loss of Travis Etienne out mm -hmm. there because the running game really struggled for Clemson. You couldn't get any sort of flow on offense. DJ Uyunglele, I mean – Again, that's a huge start to have your first time as a as a true starter. I know he started a couple games last year, but when you get the full summer of practices as the star, it's a little bit of a different experience, yeah. I think. So I look at DJ's got to be a little bit better. And again, that's a really tough game out of the gate. You're going up against one of the best defenses in the entire country. There's a reason why they're all the way up to number two now in the AP poll, that being Georgia. So yeah. Clemson, I mean, this is going to be – Think of it like a preseason game, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have to win, and I don't have any doubt in my mind that Clemson is going to take down South Carolina State, but you got to iron out some kinks, get some timing down with the receivers as well. I'm looking for the passing attack to have a really good game and, and really just show that you can get to a level that you've had in the past at Clemson. An undoubtedly true. And I also think that this is like a practice game, right? Where you get all the kings out, but more importantly, you get the confidence back. I think if anything, DJ yeah. really needs that confidence going into, you know, some potential very heavy hitters when it comes to division rivals. So get the confidence back, you know, keep things rolling. A lot of people say that their schedule is pretty much a cakewalk from here, but I don't necessarily agree. But this is a good, this is a good, nice cake, maybe a little appetizer about what we can see moving forward. Believe it will be playing Eastern Kentucky and they could just, they could use a pick me up as well. Let's keep, let's be honest. <laughs> I think Close after Monday night's game, man. <laughs> after Monday's game, I just want them to feel a little more confident in themselves. Maybe go over tackling in this next couple practices. Mm -hmm. Worry, like, let's, okay, they're going to call it tight. This is targeting. Like, let's just play, you know, with yeah. as much precision as possible. But it seems to me that Louisville is off to a rough start. And Coach Satterfield is very much hanging on to his job by the seat of his pants. I mean, uh this is what what I think the frustrating part should be for Louisville fans is that mm -hmm. you lost to a team who did not have its head coach. Yeah. And to a degree, we saw that in the Syracuse game. Syracuse played a team that 
effectively was without their head coach. The Ohio head coach had retired like a month and a half before the season. So you're just throwing together some stuff. You've got an interim coach. It's a mess, right? It's very tough. You sh- and, and this one was on short notice in the Ole Miss game yeah. when Lane Kiffin goes out. You should not have that big of a talent gap with Ole Miss, especially an Ole Miss team that has a new-ish coach in the, the helm as well. So that's a really frustrating game. And again, this is sort of like Clemson. You need to go back and pick up the pieces. Again, it wasn't an easy first game. In fact, yeah. you were the spotlight game on that Monday night. But <laughs> that that was a really rough showing for that entire Louisville team, getting shut out in the first half. You found a little something offensively, but it was a lot of garbage time stuff for the Cards. Listen, it was a rough showing for the ACC. Like, it just pretty much, in, like, okay, this is well, what we're talking about Georgia working. Tech later. So, uh, <laughs> they might be carrying the torch for the, the rough start for the conference. And I hate that you gave a little short stray to your team there. I mean, Ohio was out without their coach, but Syracuse did all right. Like, let's give them some They love. played well. They played well. Okay. Again, okay. a lot of people have felt like Tim and I have been sort of crapping on the team yeah. for their performance against Ohio. Syracuse played well, they executed well. It's just there was a little more that could have been had. And Ohio also, that was one of the five worst coach games I've ever seen for a team as well. It was <laughs> no awful. Tea. I mean, you're, you're no sending all shade. Yeah. You're, you're sending that. kickers out there in their first collegiate kick on a fourth and three to kick a 50 yard. What, what are you doing? You're going for field goals late in the game when, when you need touchdowns. Yeah. There, there was zero desire to win on the other sideline. agree. Last Atlantic team to talk about Boston College playing UMass. A great game. Another good start for Boston College as they beat Colgate 51-0. to And to me, UMass should be well taken care of as we saw Pitt take them down over the weekend. I want to know for you, how did you feel like Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers competed over the weekend? And do you see some kind of rumbling Coach Halfley could be at the top of the conversation when it's all said and done? Well, Again, I'm not going to take a lot away from that game against Colgate, and I'm probably not going to take a lot away from this game against UMass. I'm almost a little disappointed that we're not seeing Boston College, one of the most anticipated teams in this conference, get some sort of test early on. It would have sure. been nice to see them, and I'm not saying they have to go out and schedule like Georgia or something like that or Bama, mm-hmm. but I, I do want to go see some sort of Power 5 opponent. And it would have been nice to see them play maybe a team out of the Big Ten or the Big 12 and just kind of see what this BC team's made of. I'm, I'm in wait-and-see mode with the Eagles yeah. right now. I, I 100% agree there. Now we are going to switch gears and talk about the Coastal Division and their respective teams' games to talk about this weekend. After we discuss with you, Rock Auto, this episode again is brought to you by the amazing company, The Family Business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, right locked on in their how you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Talking with Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse here today, and we are going over the Atlantic and Coastal Division, some key games over the week ahead. Week two, a lot of people are looking for a fresh start, and let's get to it. Georgia Tech, I want you to go ahead. You had mentioned that they are one of the worst teams who could do nothing but receive some love after that loss against Northern Illinois. They will bounce back with Kennesaw State, and let's hope <laughs> they can find a W out of this bad boy or else. Jeff Collins, what we doing here? I I vouch for you so hard after listening to you you at ACC Media Day, but now I'm getting a little nervous about my words. 
Well, we got a little bit of Georgia Tech love on today. Um, <laughs> yeah. my, my brother, Georgia Tech alum. My family is like an ACC family. My mom yeah. went to Virginia. I'm Syracuse. My brother, Georgia Tech. So we've got we've got the the ACC in our blood, I guess. But yeah. Um, with Georgia Tech, I mean, they had the worst loss in the conference over the weekend, in my opinion, going and, and taking down or losing, I should say, getting taken down by NIU. But it hurts when the guy who I've been hyping up all off season long, Jeff Sims, gets hurt in the first half. That was that was yeah. tough for me to see. And the problem was is he was fine on the ground, but through the air, he was not getting anything done. He was three yeah. for eight for 21 yards at the time when he left, fumbled the ball once as well. But this and he is expected to play in this game. He needs yeah. to get back to the end of season Jeff Sims that we saw, not turning the ball over, effective on the ground, effective with his arm. These are those games where, okay, go out and put up 40-something points. Yeah. This is a game that you can do that against Kennesaw State. So Jeff Sims, I think he needs to get some confidence back. And again, it was a non-throwing um, arm injury. So that that certainly is a little bit of a – makes you feel a little bit better. But this is a running quarterback too. So yeah. those non-throwing arms still sort of play a factor in, in what makes you effective. And I hope that this is one of those games, this is one of those teams that gets punched in the mouth early, figures it out, and then we see a Lightning Jeff Sims and a Jameer Gibbs, all the hype that we've been giving them all summer. The running I game was they, great, really. Yeah, right. In this game, you I had two backs with almost 100 yards, and, yeah. and Sims was good on the ground too. Exactly. 100% agree there. Now Miami is taking on Appalachian State. Miami, a team that clearly went down against Alabama, but looking to bounce back. Again, this is a confidence-boosting game. Appalachian State is nothing to sniff at, and they've clearly beaten Power 5 conference, Power five teams before. They've beaten Carolina in the past. So I wouldn't sleep on them. I would sleep on Chase Bryce. <laughs> I don't think he's going <laughs> to give you anything to worry about. However, I will say for Miami, don't take that Alabama loss too hard. Right. I mean, what – you can only expect so much going up against the defending national champs. And I will say this though, if there was one thing I would have liked to see a little more offense out of Miami, mm -hmm. because there was a lot of new on that opposing mm -hmm. sideline for Alabama, new quarterback, a lot of new weapons at the receiver position, new running back, new offensive coordinator and Bill O'Brien. Yeah. There was so much that was different. And I thought, okay, Alabama is not going to lose this game but they might stumble a little bit. It might be, you might have a little bit of a warming up period. And there just was no warming up period. Bryce Young was fantastic in this game. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, okay, can, can Miami show that that game was a fluke? Because I thought that was a game that I think the, the final line settled in at 19 and a half on bet online. Yeah. I thought that was a game that Miami might be able to cover because yeah. of the fact that there was so much that was different for Alabama. But no, I mean, Nick Saban's Nick Saban for a reason. And, and Manny Diaz, I think, showed why he's Manny Diaz. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not the highest on Diaz of all the coaches in the conference, but that, yeah. that was, you shouldn't have been embarrassed in that yeah. game. And this team got embarrassed. Well, I think also, you know, Bubba Bolden being gone and getting taken out of the game for a targeting call, that was a game changer. It's energy changer. When you have one of your right. leaders, one of the best playmakers on your squad, that shifts the whole mood. And then you can't get anything going on offense. Of course, it's going to be a long day for you. And just seeing Bubba Bolden talk to Ed Reed, it was just one of those things where I'm like, man, I know Ed Reed's probably like, that wasn't targeting. <laughs> you know, like back in my day, we used yeah. to level these guys and it was nothing. But definitely a new age game that we see 
see here. But again, I think Miami will be just fine. I still think I'd almost argue that they are sitting atop of the coastal. You know, I don't know if I would give Carolina that nod or Virginia Tech rather. I think it's anybody's game and that's why we play it. But the coastal, if anything, this weekend is solidified for me that it, the coastal is going to be crazy. So it's right. insane. As it usually is, right? <laughs> exactly. It feels like it, it's coastal roulette. Anything goes. <laughs> Anything truly goes. And then you have Virginia Tech playing Middle Tennessee State, another great squad. I think, if anything, we are going to see with this game if Carolina, if the Carolina win was a fluke, right, or if Virginia Tech is really something to talk about. You just don't want this to be that hangover game, right? Yeah. There was so much emotion, so much energy pent up, ready for that UNC matchup. And then you get to to Middle Tennessee State, and if you flop here, all the progress that you made in week one is gone. Yeah. And I've kind of been banging the drum for Justin Fuente. I think he's maybe getting a little too much flack. And that's a really good first win to go out and pick up. In that, that was an ugly game, Tyler. That it was, was an, an ugly, ugly game, but... Game. But the defense, I thought the defense came out, showed up. The, they had the three interceptions on, on the one of the Heisman front runners heading into the season. So I thought the defense was really good. But, I mean, Braxton Burmeister has to be better. The running backs need to get going. It, offensively, it was a slog. But defensively, I think there were some things that you could take away from it. Virginia Tech did everything to give Carolina that game. And I just was like, seriously, truly, <laughs> really? Like, why are we doing this here? But I also would agree Burmeister, his legs, BB3 was rolling. And unfortunately, he only threw one pass, but that was enough. And you got, you kept uh, Sam Howell off the field, which is essential for your team to win. And then when it counted and it mattered, they were making him, they made him look like an average quarterback. And we almost made BB3, Burmeister, look okay. And early halfway decent. <laughs> like, we, which quarterback were we talking about being elite throughout the game? And that's what was frustrating for me watching. But here, you know, whatever. The best, the best <laughs> coastal game that I think we can come out of uh, this week too will be Pittsburgh and Tennessee. Because once again, we have a two strong opponents, an SEC versus ACC school, mm-hmm. and a lot of talk around who's the better conference, right? And obviously we know SEC is pretty superior, but if you can beat these, you know, second tier SEC schools, I think it says a lot about where the conference is heading. Yeah. I I think this is a matchup that really, I like Pitt a lot. They've got the veteran Mm -hmm. quarterback back there. Um, And and I just think that Tennessee is one of those programs that right now is going through a lot of turmoil with coaches and quarterbacks and all that stuff. It, It, it doesn't feel like a a team that is of SEC elk, right? Yeah. But w- with Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett, I, I really like their chances. I'm just hoping this is a game where we talked about this. Pitt, of all the ACC teams from a season ago, lost more players to the NFL draft than anyone, unless you include Notre Dame into that conversation, which we will mm-hmm. not for this exercise because they are not <laughs> in the conference this year. But – because of that, you're hoping this is one of those games where, okay, it is a step up in competition. It's a huge yeah. step up from UMass from a week ago. You're hoping it's one of those games where the NFL talent that has departed is not going to be as big of an issue. You don't want it to hurt you more than it has in years past. 100% agree. I'm always 100% agreeing with guys. I love that for me. <laughs> now, we have Can to I get like a – sometime I want you to give me like 70% agree. <laughs> Or I, like listen, a, a 30% agree. I don't know if I, I can get all behind that one. I give you a 65% agree when it comes to Coach Fuente because, again, I think that was a horribly <laughs> called game. I can't. Okay. Like, when I when I say that Carolina did everything, like, 
sorry, Virginia Tech did everything to give that away. There was some poor decision making when it came to getting points. I'm like, why are you not going for it? Why are you not stepping on our necks? It should have been 35 <laughs> to 10 if we're being honest. Like they should have obliterated us. And it's not because they didn't have the talent. It's just some of those decision making calls were not were not there. But you know, I'm I'm not gonna hate just yet, but that's a 65 percenter. But anyway, All right. we gotta talk about the best game of the weekend. I wanna know your thoughts around week two. Who do you think is going to make have the best game. We got to dial in and tune in and keep us sweating. And speaking of sweat, sweat block, if you guys have not heard of it yet, it is this, whether it comes in deodorant or sweat wipes, or even some creams, if you want to make sure that you are locked and loaded, doctor created, doctor recommended works for up to seven days per use. You can wear what you want to wear with your secret little conf- a little secret to confidence. It's a must have for everyone's toilet treat bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. Sweat Block was even on the Rachel Ray show. I'm tired of always going out and feeling like I can't be as confident with myself or have to worry about what I want to wear. But now, thanks to Sweat Block, I am good to go. If this sounds like something you're interested in, we strongly encourage you to hit up sweatblock.com. You can get 20% off today when you use promo code Locked On, or you can visit Amazon or CBS. And after you do that, you sweat ready to go. You're all locked and loaded, and you're picking your bets for week two. Strongly encourage you to hit up betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day tonight, season opener between Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Please use promo code LOCKEDON. Wrapping up the show here today with Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse. Please find him at Tyler Aki, which is A-K-I underscore. You can hear everything they talk about with Syracuse, football, basketball, and more for you. Now, best game of the weekend, week two. We all know that week one is in the past. You feel like some bumps in the roads for some guys, some highs for others. Who are you looking forward to seeing? It can be any you know school on the roster. You can be more than one. I would love to know your thoughts. Well, you brought up the Pitt-Tennessee game. I think that's going to be a really good one. But the NC State-Mississippi State game is one Mm. that I am really looking forward to because you sort of have two contrasting styles. Mississippi State, a team that can go and they can can put – a lot of a lot of points up in the air, and then NC State can kind of counter that and punch you in the mouth on the ground. Yeah, and I'm looking from a season ago, some of the the numbers here. This was a an NC State team that you could run the ball on. Okay, well, they were one in four last year when they allowed at least 150 rushing yards. Mississippi State doesn't do that. They only had one game a season ago where they ran for at least 150 yards. And then on the flip side of that, when NC State in their four highest passing yards allowed games Mm -hmm. they were three and one and it kind of makes sense because right like you're losing you got to throw more or you're you're winning you got to run the ball a little bit more kill some clock but with nc state being a slight road favorite in this game if they can get the running game going with zonovan knight with ricky person each of them going over 100 yards in their last game i really like nc state's chances this could be a really big win for the conference because let's face it a week ago, you got punched in the mouth by the SEC. But you can return the favor this week, obviously not nearly the magnitude of wins as if you had taken down either Alabama or Georgia. 
But if right. you can start to beat some of these middle of the road SEC teams and Mississippi State, I think would be a really good sort of litmus test game for NC State in particular. So I'm looking at yeah. NC State and I really like their chances this week too. Listen, I think NC State, I'm starting to get convinced and I can't even believe I'm saying that they're going to be one of the better teams in the ACC because they have so many playmakers like Emeka Mezzi, You have Icky on the line. Like you have so many defenders. Tanner Ingle is going to figure out how to stay in games this season. Peyton Wilson, right? He arguably was defensive player of the year last year. There are so many pieces in line. Devin Carter, also a wide receiver. They got all the cores, everything right. And you have a quarterback that you actually believe in. Like I think people did what they could with Bailey Hockman last year, but they truly believe in Devin and they're excited to have him, you know, COVID notwithstanding anymore. That's, you know, that's their guy. So if NC State can figure it out, I'm all in for supporting them taking down the SEC and taking down Mississippi State. But I also maybe, you know, this is a hot take already, spicy take it is. I think they could, you know, stand toe-to-toe with Clemson. I don't know. I th- I feel like Ooh. they could. I think that okay, they could stand gonna, toe-to-toe with Clemson. I'm only going to like 60% agree with you on that <laughs> one there. But I, I, I think too with with Devin Leary in this game, this is a great test for him because this could be one of those games where you got to go back and forth. You got to get the ball up and down the field and use your arm a lot yeah. in this game because we know on the other side, Mike Leach is not afraid to air it out 50 times a game. Yeah. So Devin Leary, yes, you've got the nice complimentary running game, but can you hit on a couple of deep shots down the field that can change the momentum of this game And okay, let's say Mississippi State goes out there and and gets you with a 70-yard touchdown through the air. Do you have a quick strike on the other side of your own so that you can still go toe-to-toe with a team that is going to rely on their aerial attack? And I also think – oh, go ahead. I was going to say – Go ahead, and then I start talking. You know, it's fine. Uh, (laughs) No, what I was going to say is, but, like, this is a huge game for Devin Leary. And I think it's one of those games that you can – really work his name up in the conference as well. Yeah. And I think that NC State's secondary, this will be their biggest test. Like I yeah. think they did great during Mississippi or during the USF game, but having to go against real talent and real, really good A1 receivers will be the biggest test. But if they can figure that out, I'm trying to tell you, NC State might be in that conversation. Well, Tyler, I've convinced you enough. I think, you know, we got two good games here. I'm going to write this down so we can revisit this next week and we can argue about why the SEC or ACC is something that we should be, you know, finding a little more superior than others. But if anyone wants to hear about Syracuse, I'm trying to tell y'all. Ohio, you know, a lot of people wrote them off. I'm tell- Jersey Drake said that Ohio was going to take down Syracuse. And here we are talking about Syracuse with a W. But for guys that want to hear more information about that team, where can they find you and follow your work? Well, Dr- Jersey Drake gave out a mediocre prediction and released a <laughs> mediocre album over the past weekend. I'll tell him that right now. Anyway, yes. though, um, but you can find us on Lockdown Syracuse every single weekday. We're on wherever you get your podcast. We're also on YouTube and you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. I'm so glad that someone else feels like the Jersey Drake album was less than stellar <laughs> because I love Drake. Don't get me wrong. So do I. I. I'm, I'm in the I thank you later days. <laughs> but I think maybe it's because I don't, I'm not in that stage of life anymore that I'm not like, okay, mm-hmm. this is really, really feeling. I don't feel like I need to call anybody anymore and be sad or like I hit up that one ex. Like I don't, I'm not in that stage. Maybe it doesn't hit me the same. But at the same time, it was like, okay, it's cool. There were a couple songs I was like, I'm vibing. But other than that, you know, it, it didn't, didn't move yeah, me like I mean, it usually does. It was, yeah, I, I I was waiting. I was waiting. I think I stayed up till it was 1 a.m. Central time, and mm-hmm. I listened to a few, and I was like, you know what? I can just go to bed. I can go to bed. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tackle this project in the morning. 
Uh, we need a whole show, like whatever, you know, David Locke, if you're listening, we need a whole show dedicated to music, locked on music. We'll do some <laughs> reviews. Tyler Aki, you know, we'll call, we'll call Dave and we'll see how we can get that set up. No doubt. We need the well, roast of Drake, the roast of Drake <laughs> on the locked on ACC show. That's what oh, we'll man. do. That one would probably get the most views out of anything we've done yet here. That, that's for certain. Well, if you guys are in, interested in listening to a little more on the Locked On Podcast Network, strongly encourage you to hit up the new Locked On Beds podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, and wrong team favorite picks in Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Beds podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. For Candace Cooper and Tyler Aki, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day and until next time.